Do you love improv? Because I do. I'm Trent Dozier, host of I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. Join me live on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network every second and fourth Wednesday, where I'm joined by a new guest each episode to talk about and do some improv. Can't catch it live? No worries. Each episode gets turned into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Podcast episodes are released the Wednesday following the live show. So watch live or listen later. But either way, if you love improv, make sure to check out I Love Improv with Trent Dozier, a part of the Trident Network. I'm happy with who I am. Are you? Doesn't it ever tick you off that when people look at you, the only thing they see is a blind guy? What? I'm blind? How am I going to get home? Man, of course. I'm a blind guy. So are you. So what? Thanks for your advice. Well, what do you want me to say to you? Wait, stay the course. It gets easier. Well, guess what, man? It doesn't. People are going to treat you differently always because you are different. Tell me something I don't know. Okay. Okay, I will. You have been walking around here with a chip on your shoulder a mile high. You might as well have this little blinking light right on your shoulder that says, look at me, pity me, poor misunderstood me. Look, why don't you play your song another way? People listen to the music you make. Play it so that they can see who you really are. Mm. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think think Wayne Brady's a genius. (laughs) I'm here. I'm here too. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Hey, Trent. Hey, guys. Welcome to Dean Commentaries. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to you. Welcome to our listeners and welcome to our special guest, Trent, Trent Dozier. Wow. Trent, introduce hey. yourself. Hi. Hey, everybody. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. So happy to be <laughs> here. Um, I am also a part of the Trident Network. Part uh, of it. Uh, Part of the tournament podcast, and I love improv with Trent Dozier. I am the titular Trent Dozier of that show. Um, That's true. And um, I uh, was also a former high school wrestler, which is going to be relevant uh, to this bad boy. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just excited to be here. I love, I love the show. I'm a big fan of the D Commentaries podcast. So we're a big I'm fan excited. of you. I love yes, improv with Trent Dozier. We do. <laughs> We love you and we love improv. Yes, I and I love improv as well. I have a love-hate <laughs> relationship with improv. <laughs> and I could see that for anybody. For anybody. <laughs> well, Trent, we're so glad to have you here um, to talk about, as Trent alluded to, going to the mat. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So I'll I'll get through the business quick so we can hear from Trent about how good the stunts were in this movie. Mm, OK, actually, they were they looked OK to me. I don't know. I'd be interested to hear what you have to say. Oh, I got thoughts. 
<laughs> I'm so glad you have thoughts because I have next to none. Uh-oh. <laughs> Al has zero opinions about wrestling. It's <laughs> true. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Going to the mat was the first DCOM of 2004. It came out March 9th. Um, it was directed by Stu Gillard, who also directed the last DCOM, but there Stu were like shout five out. months. Nope. Different Stu. This is Stu, too. Stu, Stu shout out. <laughs> More like two Stu's. Um, two Stu's. <laughs> there are two Stu's. Um, this Stu directed the previous movie we talked about, um, Miracle, or I'm sorry, Full Court Miracle, but uh, there were like months in between, so it kind of makes sense that he would direct both. Mm-hmm. And clearly he likes sports movies. If you need a reminder from last week, he also directed Scream Team, and um, Twitches, Twitches 2, and a bunch of episodes of Charmed in 90210. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was written, so the story was written by Chris and Lori Nolan, who really didn't write anything I recognized. They were known for I Kissed a Vampire and Adapt or Die, so they seem like horror writers. Um, Steve Bloom wrote the teleplay, and he is best, or the best uh, known things that he worked on was he wrote James and the Giant Peach oh. teleplay and Jack Frost. Do you remember that movie? I'm From horrified Lego? of that movie. Thanks for asking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's still working, but he had this like 15 year gap. So he like stopped in like, I don't remember exactly like 2005 or something. And then like came back in like 2020. Mm. I don't know. Mm. It's interesting. Okay. The cast is as follows. Uh, Annie Lawrence uh, played Jason Jace Newfield. Um, You might recognize Andy from Horse Sense, Jumping Ship, The Other Me, or an episode of Brotherly Love. And they're Um, launching a Brotherly Love podcast. That's right. He and his brothers. Very exciting news. He also was a voice on Recess, and he currently has been on some episodes of Hawaii Five O. Andy's Mm. hot in this movie. I know he entered his hot phase. Mm -hmm. Oh, baby, Mm -hmm. I was sweating just like his arm in that one scene. (laughs) (laughs) Alessandra Torsani played Mary Beth Rice. She she's a character actor. She hasn't been in like a ton of anything, but she's been in like one of everything. That's a pretty common theme. She's got a lot of Instagram followers, too. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Cleo Thomas played Vincent. You gotta go and dig those dig holes. Them holes. <laughs> dig it up on, on dig. dig it. Dig, dig it up on, on. on. <laughs> So as you might have gathered, Cleo Thomas was in Holes with fellow DCOM stars Shia LaBeouf and what is that guy's name from Xenon? Brendan Jefferson. He plays... Rex Washburn, but that's not his name in Holes. X-Ray. He plays X-Ray. That's why his name is Rex. Anyway, uh, Cleo plays Fly. And um, other than Holes, he's just a character actor. He hasn't been in like any one thing for a very long time, but he's, you know, he's working. I saw him at D23. Oh, that's so fun. Mm -hmm. Did you say hello? I did not. Um, but I, because I'm the person who's like, oh my God, that person's famous and I shouldn't bother them. Um, but it was, we got there right when they opened and he was on the stage, like doing some testing and was like hanging out there. And I, I didn't want to go up to him, but he's very tall now. I, he came across my TikTok and I noted that he looked tall. Yeah. He's tall. 
I mean, obviously him. we saw him when he was a tiny child, so right, it right. makes sense, but he, he was, was um, yeah, I watched him do a couple of interviews and he was really good. That's great. Yeah. He seemed really like really great. I'm, I'm happy for his success. Yes. Good for him. Wayne Brady played Mason Wyatt, the music teacher. Mm. Uh, Wayne is probably best known for his very long stint on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mm -hmm. Um, He's also the host of Let's Make a Deal. Um, I didn't know this until looking it up, but he had a pretty long stint on Bold and Beautiful, which was interesting. Um, And he also does a good amount of voice acting, which is not surprising because he's got a great voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a pleasant surprise seeing him on my screen mm-hmm. yesterday. He's a delight. Mm-hmm. He is a delight. And it was cool seeing him in this role because I rarely see him when he's not like on, you know, like at a million yeah. percent. And he was definitely playing like his character in this movie reminded me a lot of the music teacher in Coda, like the sort of same yeah. energy uh-huh. and vibe. Um, and I really liked that. I thought he did a great job. Yes. Um, Spoiler for my opinions later. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, D.B. Sweeney played uh, Coach Rice. Um, He's also a character actor. I recognized him immediately, but I couldn't like place him. I still can't. Um, And that's just because he's been in a ton. Like he's probably been in like every, you know, Law and Order, NCIS, blah, 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 blah. Billy Aaron Brown played John Lambrix. Um, He was on Eight Simple Rules. Mm. Um, yes. And he was also, he is also a character actor. So he's just been in lots of stuff. I'm watching, I'm rewatching eight simple rules right now. So it was very pleasantly surprising for me to see him pop up on my screen. Oh, mm. that's fun. Uh, Brenda strong played Patty Newfield, Jace's mom. Mm-hmm. She's been in a ton of stuff. Um, she's probably best known for desperate housewives. Mm-hmm. Mm. She was also in Starship Troopers and Starship Troopers 2. Mm. She was in Deep End of the Ocean. She was on the show Sports Night, um, which was Aaron Sorkin's first show. Oh, mm-hmm. um, She was also on Dallas, 13 Reasons Why, and Supergirl. Oh, yeah. Among many well, other Who things. was she on 13 Reasons Why? I don't know. I've never seen 13 Reasons Why. Mm. She was Lex I mean- Luthor's mom in Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She was Lex Luthor's mom in 13 Reasons Why. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, Brian Wimmer played Tom Newfield, Jace's dad. He was in some stuff a while back. um, I think when he was much younger, he was on a show called China Beach. And he was on the show Flipper that came out in like the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, But he actually stopped acting in 2013. So he Mm -hmm. retired. Hmm. It's been a decade without him on screen. Unbelievable. <laughs> Ugh, I can't believe it either. Get back on. We miss him screen. every day. What was his name again? <laughs> Brian Wimmer. Brian, we miss you every day. Get back on screen. Yeah, get back here. Thinking of you, Brian. Okay, synopsis is as follows. Jake is a talented musician and also blind. When his family moves from New York to Utah, he must find another hobby which will help him make friends. He discovers wrestling is one of the few sports where blind people compete on the same level as sighted people. So he becomes a wrestler. As his team improves, he learns valuable lessons about himself. <laughs> um, Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's right. That's true. 
it, that yeah, is but, something that happens. <laughs> but also his team is like already good. If anything, like yeah. he and Fly, when they join, actually make the team worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> eventually they're good. But um, I don't know if it's like the team getting better as much as like him getting better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a comment. <clears throat> yes. So the Disney Plus synopsis says that he moves from New York City to the Midwest. Nope. Salt Lake City mm-hmm. is not the Midwest. Nope. And no. I had quite a heart attack when he said Salt Lake City. And I was like, where are we getting Midwest? <laughs> to each their own, I suppose. No, Trent, not to each their own. <laughs> or whoever wrote that synopsis has never seen a map, which is definitely possible. Yeah. All right. Business done. Trent. First of all, uh, not only do I want to hear your first impressions, but I also want to know if you've ever seen this movie before. And you mentioned that you were a wrestler. Can you talk a little bit more about that as well? Oh, I would happily speak to my long <laughs> wrestling career. Yeah, I wrestled in middle school and I wrestled in high school. And I, I you know, I wasn't very good, but I, I had a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of spunk, you know, um, and I'm still a fan. This is this is amateur wrestling and I'm a, I'm still a fan of professional wrestling to this day. But I would also I don't know if I'm flipping channels and college wrestling's on like, you know, ESPNU or whatever. I'd be like, I'll watch a minute of this. But <laughs> I, I loved it. I always loved wrestling in pretty much every form. So I did it and I I went about as far as I could, uh, which was high school. Um, I thought I, I I don't remember seeing this movie when I saw the poster for it. I was like, oh, I remember this. But watching the movie, I was like, I don't remember a single beat from this at all. And like, you know, listening to old episodes that you guys have done. There's certain episodes where you're like, I didn't think I had seen this, but it started. And I was like, oh, it's all coming back to me. No, not at all. The <laughs> the poster, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, I remember all this. And then not one second of any part of the movie where I was like, well, I remember that. Didn't remember any of it. Um, overall, I would say I thought the movie was better than I thought it was going to be. But I think it was carried by these, you know, they had a bunch of people who are still kind of prominently adjacent to prominently acting still today. So it like makes sense that it, I think was maybe a little better than other ones just because the acting overall was of a higher quality, I suppose. I don't know, but um, yeah, overall going in, I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Um, And then should, should we talk about the wrestling now or will (laughs) they, should I talk about it later? It's totally up to you. Okay. So you want to talk about it now? Yeah. Well, anytime, (laughs) Because I, I just wanted to say, because Val, I now I can't remember if you even said this before we started recording or not, but you were like the wrestling. I forget what you said, but you're like the wrestling look, I think, OK, actually, um, <laughs> something along those lines. Because yeah. whenever you watch a sports movie like Double Teamed, one of my favorite decoms, the basketball in that movie, horrible, horrible. <laughs> and like usually like doesn't matter the sport. It's hard to make it. It's hard to translate like playing an actual sport to like how you want it scripted. And I got to say, all things considered, the wrestling in this looked pretty good. Nice. All things considered, the wrestling looked pretty good. That's good so to hear. I was like, I was like, you know what? Going to the mat, pretty good film. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it looked like they were doing a lot of their own stunts, too. Yeah. 
Oh, well, Andy was okay, looking like look a little Look at Andy's arms in this movie. I know. Yeah. He yeah. was doing his own stunts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, okay, Al, what were your first impressions? Thanks, Val. So my first impressions when it comes to wrestling are in seventh grade, I had a crush on a boy who was the size of a uh, a light pole, a toothpick, a straw. He was very teeny tiny and very thin and he was on the wrestling team. So I would go watch this teeny tiny boy Mm -hmm. go wrestle (laughs) because I had a crush on him and he did not like me back ever. So (laughs) don't Mm. sacrifice your happiness to go watch a boy play sports who doesn't even care about you. The first impressions of the movie were. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I liked this movie. Uh, To Trent's note, I thought it was really well acted. I don't need to watch it again. And I don't Mm -hmm. think I ever saw it. But I thought that this is. Now we're getting into the age of decoms where the camera is a little bit clearer and it's less fuzzy, you know, how some of them are a little fuzzy. Like, I feel like Full Court Miracle was kind of fuzzy, um, yeah. but I'm going to give this movie a six. OK, it's a fine movie. I For you, that's I a just, solid score. Yeah, I just personally don't ever need to watch it again, which is why I'm not giving it Fair. You know, an eight. Fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Val, okay. first impressions. OK. So I had never seen this, which is probably going to be my refrain for all of the rest of the movies that we ever cover, except for a couple. I was a little nervous going in because it's a movie about blind people played by people who are not blind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that they did it as delicately as they could being sighted people playing blind people. But there's always going to be that sort of feeling of like, this should probably have just been played by someone who was actually blind. Yeah. So that was sort of like on my mind as I was watching it. And we actually kind of talked about this last week with the Jewish factor. Like it's, it's just, it's always like a better bet when the person is played by whatever they're supposed to be. Um, I think it just like enriches it. And, and it also makes like the jokes feel safer. Yeah. Like you're not making fun or whatever. So that was one thing that was sort of on my mind. I also think this is going to sound really harsh, but it was something that I kept thinking about the whole time I was watching this movie. I feel like Andy traded his like acting prowess for his looks in this movie. Like he like made a deal with the devil. He was like, I want to be hot. I'm willing to give up my my ability to act. Um, I, I just thought he made me think of like a cat skills stand up for like most of this movie. Mm. And like, I know that part of it was kind of intentional because he was sort of putting on this act uh, when he first moved, because he was trying to kind of protect himself by being this sort of jerk character. So to some degree, I understand that it was like intentional, but it just bothered me like the whole Mm. time. Like it wasn't like, um, believable to me. I don't know. There was something about it that just like rubbed me the wrong way. I think every other person in the movie was great and like did a great job. I just, for some reason, his performance just like 
really irked me, ex- except for in the quiet moments when he was just kind of being himself. But even like when he in the scene we did in the cold open, I really just didn't believe how angry he was p- pretending to be. Like, I just it, nothing felt super believable to me in this movie from him. Mm. But I liked all the adults a lot. And I liked um, Mary Beth and Fly. And I even liked the kids who were kind of like the bullies turned pals you know, I thought they did a pretty good job too. So that was like my one kind of issue with this movie, but I did like that it had like an arc. I think sports movies, it's like kind of easier to like make a nice arc and not keep doubling back. Like we see in some of these movies because, you know, you're getting better and there are things happening and you're ma- you're hitting milestones. So I just think like naturally they have like a an easier time of kind of progressing through the story. So that was my, um, my thing. I liked this movie. I also kind of don't feel like I ever need to watch it again. Um, but if it was like on, I wouldn't be like, no, turn it off right now. I can never <laughs> watch this. Um, yeah. So those are my, my first impressions. Trent, did you have any favorite quotes or moments? Oh, there were, I have a couple quotes written down. They're kind of scattered throughout my notes. Let me see if I can, uh, okay, so when he when um, when Jace is first uh, going out for the wrestling team, the coach says to him, "Wrestling is not just about brute strength; it's about intelligence, Jace. And you've got a good brain, so why don't you start using it?" And the way he said it, he had some like sass on it. I was like, <laughs> "What's happening?" Anyways, um, and then another one I liked was when uh, the very first time. Um, John and, and T-Rex were uh, going to wrestle each other. Uh, John says, you're going down, my man. And T-Rex says, yeah, all over you for the pin. <laughs> and I had a, th- I had a third one. Um, oh, wrestling is like dancing. Uh, that one was just nice, I thought. Um, <laughs> but yeah, in, in terms of standout moments, um, no. <laughs> the wrestling was the wrestling was better than I thought it would be. That's the standout to me. Excellent. Al, what about you? Thanks, Val. Um, my favorite moment of this movie was when they oiled up Andy's arm and he was lifting weights. <laughs> um, my second favorite moment of the movie is when uh, I think Andy gets hurt or someone gets hurt. And they do this Mm -hmm. weird camera move where they zoom in on John (laughs) and he's like, whoa, (laughs) it was just made no sense, but I loved it. Um, I love that. They call uh, Cleo is um, they they keep fly. They keep calling him a Mr. Shoe. Because his last name was Shoe, but I thought of Glee every time. Oh, that's so funny. Um. It, when Cleo and uh, this is a spoiler, bitch, we're in the city early. Um, <laughs> it's explicit, pal. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. It's, it's fine. whenever we have a guest. I feel like I can yeah, swear. Um, so <clears throat> when uh, Jace and Fly make the team, uh, Jace goes up to high five him and he just walks away. <laughs> he doesn't know. Um, <laughs> 
And then I, our cold open. What? I'm blind. How am I going to get home? Very funny. And then one of my favorite parts of the movie as a whole and about wrestling is it there was just a lot of terms used that I don't understand. And so it reminded me of um, I used to have Dharma and Greg on DVD. And there's an episode where they're at a baseball game and Dharma's like, you can scream whatever you want at a baseball game and people will cheer. And she goes, I'm going to drive your potato sack to Idaho. And everyone just starts <laughs> cheering because they're at a baseball game. What does it mean? And so the entire time they're like, yeah, I need you to get, you're going to go and give them the get around in the, the, the tip top in the farmer's cow. And I was like, wrestling. <laughs> So I felt very Dharma in that moment. <laughs> Val, favorite, yes. favorite quotes moments. Yes. Um, early on, he says to someone, maybe maybe fly. Um, he says, you can call me Daredevil, which I just thought was funny because it was very prescient. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also at one point says band guys are like sea monkeys, which or maybe it's fly that said that. But either way, it made me giggle because of uh, Andy's movie, The Other Me, which has sea monkeys as a prominent plot point. Um, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it stood out to me. I forgot mm. he was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we did a whole episode on it. And I forgot <laughs> um, that line that was like. What? I'm blind? How am I going to get home? It made me think, have you guys seen Easy A? Mm-hmm. When when the son says, well, I'm adopted. And, and Stanley Tucci like slams against the wall. He's like, what? Who told you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I funny. about died. And it made me think of that. <laughs> my favorite moment was something that we were alluding to. Um, which is uh, the most abrupt movie kiss that I have ever witnessed on film. <laughs> it was like a sneak attack. And I'm surprised that both people were standing upright at the end of it because it was so aggressive. Um, but yeah, it was very funny to me. Um, and those are my favorite quotes and moments. I do have to say, I love the music in this movie. Oh, interesting. I didn't really notice it like other than the I think I noticed that more than the wrestling. Well, that's great because someone needs to. Yeah, I was vibing to the music for sure. Um, I was just going to say I was glad you called out the daredevil line, Val, because that is like super, super early in the movie. And I literally wrote down. I was like, he is too good at stuff. He's like daredevil. Then Mm -hmm. about 10 seconds later, he goes, yeah, I'm Daredevil, basically. And I was like, okay, good. So we know this is this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It was an interesting thing. So like a feature of his um particular kind of blindness, and I don't I assume this is a real thing for people, is that he could sense movement. So like if you were like in front of him and you were like moving from side to side, he would like follow you with his head because he could sense it. Um, which I thought was an interesting. Uh, thing definitely something that would serve an athlete who is also blind i don't know Um, if that's real or not but i know that's what comic book superhero daredevil has so mm -hmm. i don't know if that's a real thing or not but that's what i mean he's like he was too good at stuff i know i know uh are we feeling ready to go to spoiler city 
Oh, I'm itching hop, to get this on, top off. Hop on my back, and I'm going to take you to the pin, and our tops are off, and we're, we're down to our singlets. Baby. We yeah, pulled baby. our singlets down. Drop <laughs> the straps. <laughs> Welcome to Spoiler City. Welcome. Al, that was so enthusiastic. Um, Trent, mm-hmm. you're going to do our Spoiler City synopsis today. Am I right? I'm going to do my best. Well, Whenever you're ready, Trent, take it away. We open in a rock and roll show. Andy Lawrence is jamming out and he's wearing sunglasses. And at this point, you think this guy's got sunglasses on inside probably because he's cool. No, it's because he's blind, but he's good at the drums and he lives in New York. So we just see this concert. Then we go to the park and Andy's playing baseball with his friends. Okay, he he. Andy Lawrence is playing a blind character named Jace and he's batting and he hits a ball and they have a, 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 a beeping, a beeping noise within the ball so he can hear it. Okay. I played baseball. My brothers all play baseball. One of them played at the college level. The hardest thing in sports to do is to be able to make contact with a baseball or a softball that is being pitched at you. I don't think it's possible. This guy is a superhero. He connects. He can only hear. I can't. Okay, sorry. I have to move on. <laughs> anyway, so he's in New York City. Basically, there's very little explanation, and which I kind of like. They just jump right into it. He was like, my parents had me moving from New York to Utah. And he's got a really good group of friends there, and they're all just like, dang, see you around. And then he buys one egg cream, which I don't know what is, but appeared to be some type of drink. He bought one egg cream for the five of them to share, I guess. I don't know. It was crazy. (laughs) So we cut to this montage of them driving from New York to Utah. He's in Utah. Now he's playing basketball by himself. And old Hector Zeroni pulls up and he's like, hey, man, uh, or I guess in this movie, his name is Fly. And he introduces himself and they're like, you know, they become friends in the neighborhood or whatever. And they play a little bit of basketball together. And then he's like, "Okay, see you at school. So Andy goes to school. Jace goes to school. Sorry, I'm going to be flip-flopping between you're Jace fine. and Andy, Fly and Hector, et cetera, et cetera. You're, you're being a really good example of me right now. It's yeah, appreciated. Yeah, the same thing. <laughs> exactly yes, the same. Uh, This is the alley ring method of <laughs> recapping a decom. I'm flattered. <laughs> so he he goes to school. And he immediately meets two important people, which number one, he meets Mary Beth, who is going to be a reader for him, because I guess they don't have any Braille books in the whole school is Mm -hmm. what I gathered. So she basically is assigned to help him read. And probably I would assume show him around a little bit, too. And then he also bumps into this guy named John who he makes fun of for being a country boy, even though, again, we're in Salt Lake City, Utah, so I don't know if that tracks either. But he uh, calls him Farmer John, and Mary Beth is like, he's the captain of the football team and the captain of the wrestling team. Uh, Stay away from John, and you'll get beat up or whatever. So then he goes to Spanish class, and who should be in his class but Farmer John? There's more tension or whatever. Then he goes to music class, and it's being taught by Wayne Brady. Wow. Oh, Wayne wow. Brady is named Mr. Wyatt in this movie. And when I was in middle school, the married couple who taught music were the Wyatts, Mr. and Mrs. Whoa. Wyatt. Whoa. So I was like, whoa. Except I love Wayne Brady and I hated Mr. and Mrs. Wyatt. Oh, no. Uh, so anyways, they're in music class and Jace 
he's good at the freaking drums, you know? So he's going to take a little solo in the middle of Bach. Bach, more like rock and roll. Here we go. So he 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 rocks out and Zero is on the keys and he's like, I'll jump in here. I'll tickle the keys a little too. So they do a little two-man session. Wayne Brady walks over. He's basically like, so you think you're a big shot? Well, here – it's about the team and the team is the ensemble and there's no I in team or ensemble. So you got to get your life together here, Jace. And he's like, you don't get it. And Wayne Brady's like, actually, I think I might understand more than you would know. And then some girl leans over and is like, he's the same as you, which is a crazy way to phrase like you're both <laughs> blind. Right. But that's what she was trying to imply was that you're both blind. Um, so Jace wants to be accepted in the new school. He was popular in the old school. And um, Fly is basically like, well, band people aren't accepted. It's all about, you know, being a jock or whatever. And as we know, Andy Lawrence is both things. He's a, he's a rock and roll boy and he's a jock. Um, kind of like Danny at the end of Greece. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so he's like, OK, well, I got to figure out like what to do. And he is getting frustrated because he's getting bullied in Spanish class and he's not being allowed to do stuff in gym class, even though he's capable of doing it. And then there's a big fire drill at school and he gets all turned around and he gets knocked over and uh, he's blind. But in addition to that, he's not super familiar with the layout of the school and stuff yet. So he's like having a hard time escaping. And John, his enemy, is actually the one who helps him up and helps him outside, showing maybe signs that John, not that bad of a guy. I don't mm -hmm. know. We'll see. And he doesn't take credit for it. He just like lets him out yes. and then he just walks away. Yes. I, I, I just thought of something. I think it was really smart of them to have Jace kind of instigate this conflict and kind mm -hmm. of act like a jerk because it makes it easier. Like, it warrants the bullying a little bit yeah. more. And then it also makes more sense how they can make such a turnaround. Right. Yeah. Because like they were being kind of provoked to some yeah. degree by him and his treatment of them. He's the first person who throws a punch. So like, of course, like they're going to retaliate. Right. Yeah. Well, from there, Val, they go into the conversation between Jason, and Mary Beth, where she's like, hey, man, you're a jerk. Stop being a jerk. And she's like, people aren't mean to you because you're blind. People are mean to you because you're being mean to them, basically. Um, so she is the one, Mary Beth is the one who suggests that Jace joins the wrestling team because her father, the gym coach, is also the wrestling coach. So Jace is like, okay, I'll do it. And it's not really explained to me how he convinced him to do this or why he would agree to do this. But Fly also joins the wrestling team. <laughs> Didn't seem like Fly was worried about becoming popular or whatever, and that was more of Jace's thing. And he's just like – Fly's like a really good friend for going along and, and doing this because wrestling ain't easy. Let me tell you what. Uh, so anyway, so they, they go in and try and join the team, and this is like – this is an insane move to me. The coach gives them a week's worth of old matches on tape to go back and watch together – and like I like he was like, you know, he makes a joke about or not a joke, but he's like, well, zero can explain to Andy Lawrence what's happening. Like it, the blind part of this aside, no one would just be like, so you've never done X before. OK, here's a bunch of tape. Go watch this. 
it, when I started wrestling, you get thrown in right away. Like you got to do it to learn it. Like, uh, I don't know. I well, think there was benefits to watching it, but it was, I don't know. It was wild. Bad. Go ahead. Sorry. He said something like, if you still want to do it after yeah. watching all of this, then we'll start. So I think he was yes. like hoping that they would watch it and be like, oh, no, 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 never mind. We don't want to do this. I think that was why he did that. Yeah. Um, so they they end up doing it. He convinces his parents in like two seconds. I don't even know why. I don't even know why Andy Lawrence had parents in this movie. They didn't need to be in the movie. Especially the um, dad. He was like the most pointless character that yeah. I've ever seen. There were, I mean, they were both supportive. That's it. There was no yeah. conflict ever. They didn't need to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so they join the team and he, uh, Andy Lawrence breaks a guy's nose doing, um, a wrestling move. So I don't know why the guy was complaining about it. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, they, those were, they go to the first meet and in the, I don't even understand why, but John is going to wrestle his rival T-Rex. And because he was so amped up because he was too amped up, the coach, was like, nah, you're making it too personal. You're, we're not going to have you wrestle him. And I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't understand why he sat him. Anyways, T-Rex uh, uh, ended up wrestling Luke Nolan, who's the same weight as Andy Lawrence. And T-Rex hurts Luke Nolan. So then Luke Nolan's out and Andy gets inserted into the uh, the starting lineup for wrestling. Um, I have a question about weight classes. So can you wrestle in any weight class if you are under that weight or do you have Mm -hmm. to be like within a range? I'm sure I'm sure in the lower weight classes you have to be within a range. But like so (laughs) this is something I think about often. Uh, I wrestled heavyweight when I was a senior in high school and the heavyweight. So most weight classes, there's like seven or eight pounds between them. They go up in those increments and then heavyweight is 220 pounds to 285 pounds. So there's just this big wide berth. And me me and this other kid who went to school with me, Raymond Bowles, the limit under heavyweight was 215, I think. And Raymond was a better wrestler than me, bigger, stronger, faster, but he could like get down to 215. And so we put Raymond at 215. And so I am wrestling kids who are like 260, 270 pounds. And I was weighing 220 at the time. <laughs> a fair, fair to middling success, I will say. <laughs> I wasn't getting blown out, but it wasn't the best. So, but yeah, I think as long as you're within a certain range. So, like Andy being pulled up a weight class above would make He's sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You just couldn't go down. Yeah. yeah. And it. honestly, like when he has his eventual match with T Rex, like, that guy did look bigger than him. And I was yeah. like, oh, good casting. I like that. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you so much, Trent. Thanks, Trent. Yes. Happy to enlighten the masses on <laughs> amateur wrestling. So we get a montage of practice and early season meets and stuff. And um, this is when Jace is kind of reflecting. And then he goes to the bleachers. And that's where Wayne Brady is sitting. Uh, this teacher sitting on the high school bleachers by himself. I got to say, I think this is a movie and television trope. I don't know about you guys, mm-hmm. but I've mm-hmm. never in my high school days, a teacher was never just chilling on the bleachers by themselves. No. No. Anyway, that's when um, Jason, Mr. Wyatt had that talk that Val and I did at the beginning of the episode. I was there, too. <laughs> Allie was also there, as we all remember. And he's just like, okay, yeah. Um, he's like, 
accepting himself a little more and being like, people aren't being mean to me because I'm I'm blind. It's because I'm, you know, whatever. I just got to like power through. Uh, so then he goes and starts working out, working out more, putting in the effort to get good at wrestling instead of just assuming it'll be better. And then Mary Beth, who, if we recall, is his reader, but also the wrestling coach's daughter is like, well, I got three brothers. My dad's the coach. I've been around wrestling my whole life. Uh, I'll teach you. And they, they quote unquote dance together and try and get into this flow state where everything's just flowing So he gets better at wrestling and Jace is like slowly realizing, you know, that he's been the problem. And then him and Mary Beth afterwards are having this conversation. And this is when they freaking kiss out of nowhere. So romantic. So Jace, Jace finally wins a match mid season on points. Doesn't hasn't achieved a pin yet. And this guy from the local paper paper comes up to him and is like, Hey, I want to do a story on you. And Jace is like, well, why I'm not good at wrestling. And he's like, yeah, but you're blind. And Jace is like, well, maybe do a story on me when I'm better at wrestling. Like I have other teammates who have, you know, who deserve to be covered in the paper more. And the guy's like, okay, man. Okay. And he leaves. And his teammates Um, overheard this, by the way. Yes. His teammates overheard it. Yeah. And they're like, you know, every, basically Jace is coming around on his teammates. His teammates are coming around on him. And, and John, is uh, in danger of being kicked off the wrestling team because he's about to flunk Spanish. And Jace, okay, John is clearly having a conversation with the teacher in the classroom, and it's just the two of them. The whole class let out, and he goes to pick up his backpack, and all of a sudden, Andy Lawrence just appears in the screen (laughs) and is like, well, I could tutor you, I guess. It was like, did you stay in the classroom the whole time while they were having this private conversation? (laughs) So anyway... He, Andy Lawrence, is like, I'll train you in Spanish if you train me in wrestling. So then, you know, they're working out and doing Spanish together at the same time, and it's beautiful. And then Jace and Wayne Brady start jamming out during lunch together, having a little jam sessions. Uh, Oh, this was the other quote I wrote down. At one point, they're jamming, and Wayne Brady goes, yeah, make it dirty. (laughs) Also, I think Andy was really playing the guitar in this scene. I think so, too. And it was good. He's good. Yeah. I was impressed. I also have thoughts. Uh Uh-oh. It was good. (laughs) Um, Okay. So we're back to wrestling and Jace not only gets a win, but he finally gets a pin and Fly is looking upset. And Luke Nolan, who's the uh, injured kid from earlier, is also looking upset. And he, he keeps like asking the coach for this wrestle off. And the coach is like, you're not ready, which is I mean, that's that is exactly what would happen in real life is if you have two people at the same weight class, you would wrestle each other. And then whoever wins that. Oh, uh, so that's like a real thing. It. Yeah, that was real. I was like, OK, OK, go into the mat. OK, um, Fly is also mad. He's mad at Jace because Jace is basically forgetting about him. He's becoming popular and kind of leaving old uh, Hector Zeroni in the dust. And Jace is going to some party and Fly's sad because he thinks he's leaving him. But then he's at the basketball hoop and Jace shows up and Fly's like, what are you doing here? I thought you had to go to a party. And Andy Lawrence is like, I told him to go without me. And then he's like, do you want to dance? And Fly's like, what the heck are you talking about? And so then Andy Lawrence teaches Fly how to wrestle through dancing just like he learned. And then Fly takes down some bully in the middle of school. And everyone's like, Fly's cool now. Yeah. (laughs) 
And then they're coming up to the final meet of the season and John has to cut a lot of weight to make weight. And then also uh, they finally do the the wrestle off between Jace and Luke and Jace wins in about 10 seconds. <laughs> um, John eventually makes weight and John tells Jace that wrestling is everything to him and he's not good at anything else. And Jace is like, no, you're you're more than that or whatever. And he's like, no, wrestling is the only thing I can do because he's like so sick because he lost six pounds in two days. Yeah, <laughs> that's if that ain't high school wrestling, I don't know what is. Um, So Jace uh, wins his final match of the season, uh, but John loses to T-Rex which is not a dinosaur. It is a nickname of a yes. kid from another school. They only ever wrestled this one other school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They wrestled them three different times. No, that doesn't make sense. How many schools are in this district? You know, two. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're they're all tied up and they need um, little fly to win. Otherwise, they're not going to go to the playoffs and fly uh, wins at the last second, and the Huskies are going to the playoffs. Woo! Regionals! The, uh, going into the regionals, coaches like, John, you're not healthy right now. I'm benching you. And that's when he puts Andy Lawrence in against T-Rex. And he's like, Jace is like, I don't know how I'm going to beat him. And his parents are like, we're in this movie. Remember us? You don't have to do it <laughs> if you don't want to. And he's like, go away, mom and dad. I'm going to go talk to Lane Brady. So he goes and talks to Wayne Brady and he's like, you can do it. And also because Jace is now convinced that he can wrestle T-Rex, he goes and talks to John and he's like, John, you got to wrestle. It doesn't matter if you're wrestling T-Rex or somebody else. Wrestling is your life. And John's like, oh, who am I kidding? Something like that. <laughs> so uh, they get to the final thing. Uh, Fly finally gets a pin and John gets a pin. And the way the team is going, that it's that Jace doesn't need to win the match, but he just can't get pinned. And he doesn't beat T-Rex, but he doesn't get pinned by T-Rex either. So while he may lose individually, the team as a whole wins the match. They move on. And then the, the newspaper guy comes back and he's like, I got to do a story on you now. Is that OK? And, and Andy Lawrence is like, yeah, OK. And he's like, OK, I'm going to talk to your teammates first. And he talks to the teammates and they're like, isn't it inspiring to have a blind teammate? And John's like, who's blind? I don't know who's blind. And then they're all, all the other guys were like, yay, nobody blind on this team. And Andy Lawrence is like, all right, we're all friends. And then it ends. Uh, somehow, I never understand how this happens in any movie, but these two high schoolers clear out their entire school's gym and just get to do a dance in there, just the two of them. It's blind Andy Lawrence and Mary Beth dancing together. And that is going to the mat. Woo! Excellent work, Trent. Oh, and we're getting some dabs. Dab. dab. Victory dab. Victory dab. 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 Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was perfect. Thanks, that Allie. Was so good. Did you say thanks, Allie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did a great oh, job dear. of being me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved every moment. Um, okay, I'm going to pause the going to the mat talk again and ask a wrestling question. Please. Okay. How do you win a wrestling match? <laughs> okay, so they did they they did an okay job of portraying it. You you pin your opponent to the mat. Both shoulder blades have to be on the mat for three seconds. Okay, and that's that what a is, pin is. That's a pin. And if okay. you pin your opponent, that's like an automatic victory. 
Um, you get points for doing things like if you take them down, you get two points. So basically achieving a takedown is getting behind, physically behind your opponent when he's on the ground. Mm-hmm. That would be two points. And then I don't know if you saw they were giving points for escapes. Uh, one escape if you escape that position and you get points for reversal, like if you're in that position. Like the thing that Andy broke that guy's nose on early in the movie, that was a reversal. So th- those are the main ways to get points. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And so if there is no pin, it's just whoever has the most points at the end of the three periods. Correct. Oh! <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, is it time? It's time. Let's play it's, a game. It's bingo, bingo. Bingo, bingo, bingo. Bingo to the mat. Bingo. Val, that bingo was good. Bingo to the mat. That was good, Val. Thank you. Uh, Trent, would you like to go first? Gladly. One hit wonder song. No. Well, there is a song that is written for this movie that comes on during the credits. The credit song? (laughs) (laughs) And it's called Going to the Mat. Yeah. And it's bad. (laughs) And we're counting it. And we're counting it. I couldn't find any. Go, Val. I was just going to say, I couldn't find any of the three songs that were like listed as in this movie on Spotify. So unfortunately, I couldn't add them to my our playlist um, Mm. for the show. But that's okay. Trent, the song is like it's it's a rap. Oh, which is a shout out. Oh, I I listened to it. Yeah. yeah, All of the rapping that Andy Lawrence was doing in terms of beatboxing. Oh, Oh, he was beatboxing. He was beatboxing a lot in this movie. So if it wasn't good, he kept forcing it in there, too. Mm-hmm. I know, like if he were good at beatboxing, like if Andy Lawrence were yeah. good at beatboxing, I'd say absolutely, like have him do that. But like I'm biased because my husband is actually good at beatboxing. Your yes, husband is. is actually good at beatboxing. Yeah, because he was a vocal percussionist for his uh, his acapella group in college. Yeah. Like he mm. actually is like practiced and like does it a lot. That makes sense. So like by comparison, like someone who's just sort of doing like. It like, honestly sort of, like, felt okay. like. It honestly felt like Andy Lawrence, the actor, was like, you know what? Uh, Hey, I'm actually going to throw in beatboxing here. I think that might be really cool. And the director was just like, you know what? Do what you got to do. Oh, dear. Breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera? Mm -mm. I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't see any. Hmm. Holiday themed. No. No. Championship. (laughs) Free Just. A uh, clunky metaphor. Um, is dancing a metaphor? Oh yeah, actually. What? Am I right? Yeah, because like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm marking um, it. I think I think dancing in this instance is kind of like the act of like allowing yourself to be close to someone and like mm-hmm. letting your guard down and mm-hmm. that's when you start winning at life and that's uh-huh. when he starts winning at wrestling oh whoa yeah whoa. i marked i marked that fast <laughs> parents who just don't get it no i think yeah. they no. do get it I they're very the parents parents. Get it. yeah the parents can get it they give him a lot of independence which i think is really cool and kind of like realistic to a kid who like is so capable, you mm-hmm. know, like they they're just sort of like, we're going to if you want to do something, we'll figure out how to do it. Right. Yeah. They gave him so much independence that they were unnecessary to the film at all. <laughs> That's yeah. true. 
<laughs> I'd I would rather have that every time though to like last week what we had, which is like the mom who's like trying to force her kid to be yeah. her instead yeah. of what he wants. Um, hate that. Hate that for them. Yeah. So yeah, these were at least nice and cool. Um, okay, cool non-parent adult. Wayne, Wayne Effin Brady. Wayne mm-hmm. Effin Brady. That's right. The coolest. Someone too famous for a TV movie. Wayne, Wayne Effin Brady? Effin Brady. Yeah, I would say Wayne Brady. I mean, whose line is global? Everyone mm-hmm. knows what whose line is. Competition to resolve central problem. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love this decom trope. <laughs> A montage sequence. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a good chunk. Cliche villains. The dinosaur. T-Rex. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I would say in some ways, Andy is his own villain. <gasps> oh. Whoa. Catskills Andy is the villain of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Clothes or items you owned. Oh, she's on the oh, move. Wow. She's getting something. Well, I owned a wrestling singlet, uh, so didn't want to wear it. Well, owned is the operative word. I don't mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't find it's it. Okay. OK, here she comes. <laughs> oh, wow. The big glasses. Oh, that's Val. OK, so Val has put on oversized <laughs> sunglasses, which are put on during the movie when Jace is teaching Mary Beth how to play the drums. This was the. While while John was cutting weight, him, Jason, Mary Beth were having fun playing the drums. And those were the two montages that were happening simultaneously. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that is weird because they were like it was like very romantic. Yeah. And, and then, like costume dress up and like having yeah. fun and flirting. Yeah. Fun and, and then flirting. John's just starving himself. Yes. <laughs> I uh, had a flute. Oh, and it's not just because nice. we saw a band, but Mary, she actually played the flute and we see it a bunch. So that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I played piano. So, OK, and so I yeah. a piano. Yeah. Trent, I did played you... trombone. Wow. So you're in the band. I was a bone man. Nice. Boner. You have to keep that in Val. Sorry, because it's explicit already. <laughs> OK, <laughs> no problem. So you know how this works, Trent. Yes. Uh, we're both going to guess what we think uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score was. Um, if we get within five points or five percentage points, uh, we get to feel smart. And if we're between 40 and 60%, uh, we win. We all win. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Trent, you want to go first? I think the Andy Lawrence and Wayne Brady of it all might bump it up a little bit. So I'll say the people like this one, the people like seeing hot Andy. 72%. Wow. 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 Okay. I am going to guess high for a decom and I'm going to guess 57 and I can already tell by Al that this is like a 27 or something. The people have spoken. Oh boy. They love the movie. (gasps) Oh, we have a 70%. Oh, Trent gets the point. Trent! Take it to the mat, baby. We're going to the mat. Good job. Take him down. (laughs) But we don't get the square. No. I just know what the people feel. The people are feeling. 
You are a thermometer of the people. <laughs> I try. <laughs> Happily ever after? Absolutely. Oh, that mm-hmm. beautiful romantic dance. I actually thought that was really cute at the end. Yeah. The little dance. Very sweet. Yeah. Almost kissing. Yes. On the way to actual kissing. There was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The point where he's like touching her face, which yeah. I thought would have been a much better step in the direction of then kissing her instead of the yeah. like automatic, really hard turnaround that he did do the first time he kissed her. Yeah. Someone who became famous. Yeah. I mean, Cleo, right? Yeah. I think that with the amount of character actors that are still going and kind of how we take all of their careers and mush them into one when we have a lot of character actors that are still yeah. out and about, I think that. Yeah. Yes. And and Cleo is famous. He's definitely famous on TikTok, if nothing else. Yeah, he's definitely. Mm. And I think he's like a streamer and yeah. like a video blogger. Influencer. Yeah. 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 And that so counts. is she. She has 100,000 followers on Instagram. Alessandra. Yeah. Beth. Mm-hmm. Nice. Wow. Um, betraying of one's real friends or values. I think his behavior at the beginning. Yes. I think that and kind of I know he, it turns quickly, but he does kind of start to ignore Zero a little bit. Yeah. And so, I mean, it takes zero kind of standing up to him and saying something for him to realize it. And I don't think he would have realized it without that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Your childhood crush. Yes. 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 And Kyle from his name's not Kyle in this movie. John. (laughs) John. His name is Kyle (laughs) in simple rules. I had the biggest crush on him. He's mm. cute. Oh, he is so handsome. Everyone's mm-hmm. cute in this movie. Yeah. Mary Beth's yep. cute. And Wayne Brady for me. So we're all Wayne Brady. Uh, Wayne Brady. Love a man who can sing. Love a Wayne can do it all. Yeah. He can. He Wayne really can. Wayne is the ultimate performer. He really is. He's so good. He's great. Um, obviously bad special effects or stunts. It sounds like no. I got to say no. Wow. I got to say no. Not, not obviously bad, at least, I think. Yeah. I, I really think they were doing a lot of their own stunts. Like, there oh, were yeah. no weird cuts or, like, obvious stand-ins or anything. Like, it looked yeah. really real. This is one of those situations where I wish we could have, like, Andy Lawrence on and be like, okay, what was the what was the process for this movie? Because right. we're not about to find this information anywhere. Yeah. Right. You know? No, of course not. Um. Disney Channel original star, baby, we got an OG up in this piece. Andy Lawrence himself. Andy Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) These are fewer and farther between now, so we got to celebrate when we get them. Oh, yeah. Scrumptious. (laughs) Musical number. (laughs) Sorry, pal. There's so many band. Yeah, I guess we could count those. Yeah. I mean, yeah. their performances. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like, especially it. the first one, like where they're yeah. actually performing. Marked. I was like, <laughs> also, I remember the first thing I wrote in this whole movie was, wow, an organist for a band. Bold <laughs> choice. <laughs> Bold choice. <laughs> okay. Magic. No. I don't know. That overhead toss Andy threw on Luke <laughs> Nolan to beat him in 10 seconds was pretty magical, if you ask me. <laughs> 
There wasn't even science magic in this. Just no. no. And science is the real magic. It is. Trent does listen to our podcast. Trent has a science is the real magic shirt. Oh, Trent's shirt. a number one fan. <laughs> it's probably between uh, Trent and Zach. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have our pal Zach, who's also obsessed. Okay, you guys could well, fight. We'll yeah. wrestle off. We'll have a wrestle off for number mm-hmm. one fan. Oh. Uh, someone says the title of the movie. No, I don't think they did. Not that exact sequence of words. No. Mm. The closest is T-Rex. I'm going to go down on you or whatever. He says, says, you're going down, my man. And T-Rex says, yeah, all over you for the pin. Whoa. (laughs) I wish this movie was called All Over You for the Pin. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Uh, Oh, Scooby-Dude. Nah. 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 The heroes create the problem. I mean, the problem is he kind of gets bullied and he yeah. is. Yeah, he does fault. create that. Yep. OK. Lead is a fish out of water. Yeah, this ain't New York. <laughs> they don't have egg creams here. I'm in Salt Lake City, the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, just like in wrestling, how there are three periods we have three bingo. Oh, okay. I made a good wrestling re- reference. Okay, <laughs> we start in the top corner and then go diagonal. One hit wonder song. Someone too famous for a TV movie. Our free space happily ever after. It's not free, but everyone's always happy after a decom. Our Disney <laughs> Channel star square and lead is fish out of water. Then if you go down one row and go across, we have cool non-parent adult, someone too famous for a TV movie, competition, resolve central problem, a montage sequence, and cliche villains. And last but not least, if you go all the way over to our G and go down, we have clunky metaphor, montage sequence, almost kissing Disney Channel star square, and the heroes create the problem. Wow. Three, wow. three, 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 three. <clears throat> all right. Do you hear that? It's a game! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to my game of who would win! In this game, I'm going to give you two people who are going to have a wrestle-off, and you have to choose who would win. Oh, okay. okay. Is this this like a we have to convince you? No, it's just you get to choose. There's no win. There's it's just it's it's a conversation. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everyone wins at this game. Everything's Mm -hmm. made up, and the points don't matter. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Round one. Round one. We're going to start off with. I believe you're a fan of wrestling. I heard Trent. So we're going to go with The Rock versus uh Dave Bautista. Oh, okay. Trent, go ahead. And we're doing wrestling like amateur wrestling. Like we're about to watch this in a middle school. Dave Bautista. Uh, He's he has a mixed martial arts background also. And quite frankly, he's the better dramatic actor. So I'm 100% on the same page as Trent. Sorry. Sorry to Dwayne. Dave Bautista Mm -hmm. is excellent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he's a good dude. He is. All right. We're going to take a hard right. (laughs) (laughs) And go to our DCOM friends, old and future. We have Mm. Ryan Merriman. Ooh. Okay. Versus Zach Efron. Oh, geez. 
I mean, is that even a contest? Uh, Zach Efron is actually currently filming a movie about the Von Erich family, which is a famous professional wrestling family. So wow, it's gotta be it's gotta be Zach Efron. Also, Zach Efron currently is jacked as hell. It would be more interesting to see them play basketball for real. See mm. who's the oh, better yeah, basketball call. player. Maybe you could I, come up with your own game next time, Trent. Oh. <laughs> not more, not more interesting. More competitive. It would be more competitive, is what I meant. <laughs> this is very interesting. I'm very interested in watching Zach Efron whoop Ryan Merriman's ass. Allie, you're doing a great job. I love the show. Big fan of the show. (laughs) Our next one, hard left. We're going DCOM star, but it's women. Mm -hmm. We have Kimberly J. Brown versus Kirsten Storms. Kirsten Storms would take it. Is it Kirsten Uh or Kirsten? We talked about this. It's Kirsten. Kirsten. Kirsten Storms. Only only one of these people was in Quince. <laughs> I forgot you're obsessed with it. It's got to be KJB. Got to be KJB for me. Did you see that KJB just posted a TikTok about how her little brother is all grown up and her little brother played one of the babies in Quince? No. Oh, I didn't know her brother played a baby in mm-hmm. Quince. I don't did think anyone did. About- and then she posted about it on TikTok and everyone That's- was like, What? I saw That's the great. TikTok of them together, but I didn't realize that mm-hmm. he had played a baby in Quince. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. So Val's team, Kirsten Storms. Yeah. Here's the I thing. Will, sh- go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. I was just going to say, like, I think KJB's too nice. And I mm-hmm. think Kirsten Storms would be more aggressive. Like, she yeah. just gives me the vibe that she would, like, take no prisoners. Like, she would win, I, you know? I, I agree. I, I said KJB for the Quince bit, but I think, I think Kirsten just... At least back in the day, she appears to be cap- more capable of being aggressive. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving right along. Sticking with the theme. Andy Lawrence versus Joey Lawrence. <laughs> oh, currently? Whatever your brain chooses. Here's the thing, Trent. I think... Andy's strength or Andy's muscles are strength and mm-hmm. Joey's muscles are appearance. Oh, shots fired. I'm just saying that's my opinion. So I think Andy, I think I've been basing all of these on how they are now and push come to shove. I, I have to agree with Val. I think youth will help Andy mm. power through. Okay. Mm-hmm. Andy Lawrence. Here we go. Not surprising. Andy Lawrence versus Matthew Lawrence. Andy Lawrence. Yeah. Matthew's too pretty. Well, you're going to be surprised about this one. Matthew Lawrence versus Joey Lawrence. (laughs) Joey. Joey. 100%. Just simultaneously, Joey. (laughs) Down to our last few. Trent versus Val. I think, I mean, obviously Trent would win because he knows how to wrestle and he's bigger than I am. But uh-huh. I do think that if we, were roughly, <laughs> if we were roughly the same size, I think I would be, I would like give you a run for your money. Like I would make it a little bit hard for you. Like it mm-hmm. wouldn't be just like instant pin. I would mm-hmm. be like scrappy, but like there would be no chance whatsoever under mm-hmm. like our current conditions. <laughs> In seventh grade, I had to wrestle a girl. And I said, I don't want to. And my coach said, you got to. And I said, "Okay." 
pinned her ass, so I'd pin Val too, no problem. <laughs> okay, so we've chosen Trent. Mm-hmm. Leads me to my next question: Trent versus Al. Gotta be me. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. I think that if you were the How same size, you, five eight. I'm five ten, but you do have a lot of muscle compared to me. Mm-hmm. I would just like run away. I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> Trent wins. And then now, last but certainly not least, oh. you know where we're going. <laughs> Al versus Val. Oh Who's my winning? Gosh. Um, we would be laughing. I know. I like, wouldn't time. be able to take it seriously. I, uh, I, I gotta say, I would, I would be so. I would be very determined to win. Mm. I think I you would beat the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm one of those people who I may not look especially athletic, <clears throat> but I am pretty naturally athletic. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, can... I think you look athletic. OK, thanks. But yeah, I think that I think. And also, I have a low center of gravity, which I think mm. would help me. Yeah, it's definitely, I think, easier for shorter people to work out because I have so much limb <laughs> that it's hard for me to work out. So much limb. I don't know if that I don't know if science backs you up on that, but science is the real magic trend. I, know, I Thank do you know for that. Playing. <laughs> Who would win? <laughs> what a good game, Al. Oh, thanks, Val. Trent? A great game, actually. Thank you, I'd Trent. Say. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trent, this has been amazing. I had Thank a blast. you so much for being our guest on this fun episode. Thank you for being a decom fan. Yes. And being a decommentaries fan. Yes. And being patient with us as your friends for having you on for an episode that would fit something that you are passionate about. <laughs> happy. I, I was happy to be patient. I think this worked out handsomely for everyone involved uh, i know there's a couple episodes again. i know there's a couple episodes where you were like oh that would have been a good one ah, good I, I, good I, one. I, I slid in too late for quince i slid in too late <laughs> yeah. for quince. that's, that's, that's okay that's i'm glad this i think was a, a good option for you mm-hmm. i think this is yes better. um trent you want to plug anything while you're here trent please um, plug yeah, check out uh, check out I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. Uh, it's a part of the Trident Network. It is a show based around improv. Um, I have a different guest each week, and freaking Val Agnew is the technical producer of the show. Of the show, so Val's always there. Um, every second and fourth Monday, we are live on Twitch at uh, six p.m. Pacific, eight p.m. Central, nine p.m. Eastern, and then the following Wednesday. Um, the show gets posted as a podcast, so look for that. And then also the tournament podcast is on a hiatus to be determined. Um, but you can go back and listen to all those old tourney episodes, see if you agree with the uh, if the results are not. Val and Al have both been on previously. We did a decom mm-hmm. tournament; it was very fun. Um, Super fun. So yeah, I would I would check out those two things. Or um, if you're in LA, I don't know when this comes out, but twenty fourth. 
Okay, tomorrow, if you're listening to this, Wednesday, January 25th, 7 p.m. at the Yard Theater in Los Angeles, California. Uh, Cam and Trent's family reunion. I'll be doing improv live, just nice. like Wayne Brady. <gasps> wow. Cool. Whose line is it Trenty way? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I always think Trent, just like Wayne Brady. That's what I think. Oh, that. Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. <laughs> thank you. Oh, my goodness. Oh my yes. God, I'm crying, you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> oh, Trent, thank you so much for joining us. You're a dream. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time. Oh, yay. Uh, Val, what are we watching next? Oh, yeah. Whoops. Forgot. Um, we are watching Xenon Z3. Stu shout out. Now you can say Stu, Stu shout, shout out. out. There we go. Stu shout out. There's only one Stu. Am I right? Yep. And I'm going to do another plug. Listen to our Stu shout out episode. We, it's not getting as many listens as our normal episodes, and that's a crime because it's so mm. good. Stu is the best. That is a crime. I know, right? Listen to it. You're going to jail <laughs> if you haven't listened to that episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trent, did you listen to it? I haven't listened to it yet. <gasps> You're going to jail. Oh, wow. Okay, so Z3, Stu shout out. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. Bye, Trent. Bye, Alan Val. <laughs> this podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash decommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at decommentaries. Decommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Ellie.